the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, folks. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program on this Friday at 106 is brought to you by JKL Engineering. The heating season is fast approaching. Let JKL design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL. Now listen, they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 55 years in business. You're listing right now in Franklin or Bellingham or Rentham or Attleboro or Douglas or Worcester. Anywhere. If you can hear my voice, Smithfield, Lincoln, North Smithfield, Cumberland, Boroughville, called JKL. Estimates are free. Financing is available. They can reduce your oil bill as much as 90%. JKL, 401-351-7600. Well, there was drama on The View this morning. Vice President Kamala Harris to be the guest instead Two of the hosts tested positive. Let's hear a little bit of what it sounded like. What a disaster on the view. Yes, right? I have a little update. So what? I have an update. So just oh, everything, have an update. everything's just being done to be as safe as humanly possible. So what we're going to try to do now is do an interview with the vice president remotely right in a couple minutes. So that's the plan. We're going to talk to her from another room. So we're going to talk to her remotely. Even though she's here. Yes. Even though she's in the building. Just to be safe. Okay, that's good enough for all. So folks, two of the hosts tested positive on The View. Two of the hosts. Here's Joy Behar, who I can't stand with Harris. What a disaster. How does this happen? I hope that you're in a safe spot right now. We did everything we could to make sure that you were safe because we value you so much. Well, thank you, Joy, and to everyone. Oh. And listen, I, 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 Sunny and Anna are strong women, and I know they're fine, but it really also does speak to the fact that they're vaccinated and vaccines really make all the difference because otherwise yes. we would be concerned about hospitalization. They all clap. All right, so they tested positive. Um, let's see. Fully, so this is the part where they get up and start to leave. They find out that they tested positive for COVID. Two of you to step off for a second. Okay. And 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 uh, and, and we're going to bring you back later. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And we'll tell you why. More information later. It's a tease. We'll talk, tell you why in a couple of minutes. So shall I introduce the vice president? Yes. Okay. So vice president. No. Okay. Shall we dance? Let's do a tap dance. any minute now. Yeah. What happened is that uh, Sonny and Anna both apparently tested positive for COVID. No matter how hard we try, uh, these things happen. They probably have a breakthrough case and they'll be okay, I'm sure, because they're both vaccinated up the wazoo. You know, a lot. <laughs> Holy cow, what a mess. What an absolute disaster on the view. They make the two of them get up. Sonny Host and Anna Navarro. Scored off the set. Both tested positive. Harris is watching backstage. A live TV interview with Vice President Kamala Harris was delayed after two of them learned they had tested positive before they were an interviewer. Well, the fact is, if she was in a different room, the other two were on the set with Joy Behar and the other one. So I don't understand what they're talking about. Tested positive. Set to conduct it. What a disaster. Wow. Huh. Um. Wow. All right, folks, I want to, um, <laughs> meanwhile, Biden, Biden doesn't know what's going on. Folks, the, 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 the Biden... Harris administration is just in free fall. Now, good afternoon. It's 110. It's John DePietro. So what a disaster on the view. 
And how about the royal clapping? How about this where uh, President Biden was speaking this morning, a reporter, how, how come you've never been to the border? And he just walks away. Uh, they told me I was supposed to walk off right now. Holy, what an absolute disaster. All right, folks, it's one eleven. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Again, I implore you and encourage you, visit the website, DePietro.com. Uh, to me, uh, the big story is this This is a nursing shortage, hospital problem, crisis. It's emerging now. It's going to get worse next week. In the month of October, this could really become a major, major problem the month of October. And I mean a major problem the month of October because of that Governor McKee vaccine mandate that then they're trying to walk back, but the damage is done. The way that Dr. Scott, the McKee administration handled this situation with the frontline workers, I think it's appalling. All right. Now, on this... um, Let's see. On this Friday, let's see if we can get a hold of our friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. Why not? Folks, remember, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Pop it and see him. Firearms, ammunition, and more. Uh, John Francis, please. John Francis? All right, folks, here he comes. All right, now. um, All right, folks, there he is. Joining us right now is our friend John Francis from Competition Shooting Supplies. Good afternoon, John, and happy Friday. Hi, John. How are you? Very well. Now, John, um, at Competition, uh, you always have new items. And again, I want to also just commend you for updating uh, Facebook and the different items that you have come in. We'd like to check in with you. I um, was very intrigued by this week you posted the Mossberg 590 nightstick. Is that still available? It's already gone? Wow. It disappeared, it disappeared the, uh, the very next morning after I posted it. Wow. All right. Yeah. Now, what about the Taurus G3C? That's already gone. All, re- All the guns from that post are already are all spoken. Wow. Now, was that, what can you tell us? Were these brought in as on consignment or just to sell to you? Uh, how did they, oh, how did no, that come? Were, these were brand new. Oh, guns brand new. One of my distributors. Wow. All right. Now, uh, give us an update as far as uh, ammo. And I also see you received some more. Uh, Anderson, Anderson you, uh, new Glock 34. What, what can you tell us about some of the things you do have in stock? Uh, so I still I do have some uh, some stripped Anderson uh, AR lower receivers. Uh, those are sixty nine bucks each. Um, I do have a very limit. I did get some more nine millimeter ammo. It is a very limited amount, so it is a two box limit per person. Uh, I've got uh, I got some more twenty two LR. Uh, I have plenty of twelve gauge uh, uh, slugs and buckshot. Um, I do also have, I just recently got signed up as an Aero Precision uh, dealer. Wow. So I do have my initial order of uh, uppers, stripped uppers and lowers in both black and flat docker and Cerakote coming from them. Um, uh, I had, I got in a really big shipment of new Glocks, but those have been selling pretty fast. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to, I'm waiting on another reorder for those. And I do I still have a pretty fair amount of uh, defense shotguns. In fact, I just got some more uh, Mossberg Maverick shotguns, which is a uh, similar to the Model 500, but just a little less money. I'll be posting some pics of those a little bit later this afternoon. Folks, we speak with John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies. Now, John, that Heritage Rough Rider, do you have anything? That is such a unique. Do you have anything similar to that in stock? That is such a beautiful, wow, that's so beautiful. I, I did, but I sold, I sold them all. <laughs> sold them all. Wow. Well, good. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all so good. Those are, yeah, those are pretty, you know, for folks that are into, you know, the old single action cowboy style. Yep. Uh, but they prefer it in a twenty two because of, the you know, the cheap to shoot, light recoil. Uh, those are all, typically, those are all under 200 bucks, brand new. Wow. And that's that's easy for a, a for a, a beginner or maybe a first time gun owner. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
All right, uh, John Francis, again, you are the defender of the faith. What are your hours for today and for tomorrow? I think you're going to do a brisk business. Uh, today, uh, we're here till uh, 10 to 5. Tomorrow, 9 to 4.30. Boy, John, the Facebook postings, the stuff, it just flies out. I think you use it very, very effectively. Well, that was the hope. Yeah, and also, folks, remember, uh, if you maybe find that you're not using some firearms that you have, or maybe... You know, John, sometimes people pass away and the person that died, they had a, a gun collection and the family wants to sell it. Bring in and either you can sell them outright to John Francis or sell them on consignment. Absolutely. Uh, and I've uh, I've had a number of uh, uh, guns like that. Yep. A number of consignments. And I, I, I per- there was an estate that I purchased a couple of weeks ago. Um, pretty much most of that stuff's already gone. But, um, uh, yeah, we've got, we got plenty of room for that. All right, folks, John Francis, competition shooting. John, great to talk to you, and I'll see you soon. Okay, John, you too. Thank you. All right, folks, there he is, John Francis, competition shooting supply. You know, folks, it's amazing. He gets just such a great selection of, of items, and the guy is so knowledgeable. Uh, pop in and see him. All right, let's see also right now at 116. Let's see if we can reach my friend, the queen of health at It's My Health, Marie. Folks, fall is here. And uh, some nice tea on a fall afternoon would just be uh, delicious to kind of, you know, sometimes it gets a little brisk out or sit out at night. And some nice relaxing tea from... Folks, there she is joining us right now. She is the queen of health. It's Marie at It's My Health. Good afternoon, Marie, and happy fall. Good afternoon, John. Happy fall. Can you believe it? Oh, Uh, my gosh, summer's over. But, Marie, I was just saying, you know, sometimes fall, it starts to get a little bit cooler. Be nice to come in in the afternoon or at night. And you have so many different teas that people could try that would maybe warm them up a little bit and enjoy on a nice fall afternoon or fall evening. Mm-hmm, absolutely. We have this one, it's called Jamu Chai, so it's a local product. It's a powder with turmeric and cinnamon and a whole bunch of ginger, a whole bunch of things in it that are really good for the digestive system, good for inflammation as well, but a nice kind of chai. You just put some hot water in, add a little bit of milk of your choice, and just that is a nice warming drink for this time of year. Wow, what's the name of that, Marie? Jamu Chai. Jamu it's a local Chai. Product. It's a local woman who created that. Oh, I love that. And what type of, you also have, people don't realize, folks, different teas can have tremendous effects on the body. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the first way people started to use herbs, was they would just cut them and they would make teas out of them. So it's a mild, easy way to take take different herbs and you can blend things together and then add, you know, pleasant tasting things if it's kind of a bitter and uh, and make a nice tea but get all those health benefits too and marie you said now that particular one it's good for the digestive system absolutely great for the di- matter of fact the, the woman who created it was traveling in the far east and she was drinking these chai drinks with the turmeric in them and you know they were all done fresh you know there and she found that oh my gosh you know whatever digestive problem she normally has was so much better when she came back home she started experimenting with um different recipes and then came up with this one and it's it's really yummy. I met her at a at a health show, and I was drinking it like the whole time that you know she and I were next to each other, and then ended up carrying it. Folks, again, it's Marie. It's my health. Ten ninety nine Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Stop in today or tomorrow and try either some of the different teas or vitamins or herbal remedies. Marie, what are your hours for today and for tomorrow? We'll be here till five thirty today, rain or shine, and we'll be here tomorrow nine to four. You are the queen of health. Keep up the good work. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, John. Take care. All right, folks. There it is, Marie. We're going to break in uh, just a moment. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM, folks. Again, go to the website depietro.com, and you can also. Uh, Uh, I want you to see those stories. It is absolutely the big story to me is right now with uh, just what's happening with the hospital shortage, the nursing shortage, I should say, nursing shortage. And you're going to see it's really going to start to affect things. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. A lot more ahead on this Friday right here on the John DePietro Show.
social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Fall is the perfect time to get your lawn the best it can be. Folks, call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online, lawndoctor.com. Lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. Fall is the perfect time where they will treat your lawn. Top quality lawn care company for Rhode Island. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. And this is the best time to have it treated. Call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online at lawndoctor.com. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, which is dePietro.com. While there's some big stories in the news, one of them has to do with this uh, nursing shortage. Rhode Island Hospital closed part of the ER due to nursing shortage. Folks, that's the area's only level one trauma center in southern New England, where the department's frontline workers are some of the area's most treat. Some of those areas critically injured, severely ill people. We're going to talk about that and just how bad this is. And and keep in mind, Governor McKee, he's the one that set up the October 1st deadline. But it seems to be backfiring. But I want to first start off. Nellie Gorbia was on Channel 12 yesterday in studio with uh, Kim Kalunian. And I want you to hear some of this. Thank you, Kim. So the first question I want to ask you, just yesterday, Matt Brown, your former boss, got into the race. You've been viewed as being friendly with him. Did it sting to see that he's now challenging you? Look, this is a free country. (laughs) Everybody can take a shot at it. Um, You know what? You know, I am someone who all her life has promoted people getting civically engaged. And so I'm very confident that the people of Rhode Island are going to see not just my ideas, but also my track record in delivering yes. a government that works for them. And that's what's going to make me the winning candidate next year. Did Matt Brown call you before he made his announcement? No, he didn't. <laughs> I want to read you something that he told the Boston Globe. He said, quote, this is about you. We just have very different visions for the state. I would raise taxes on the top 1%. She wouldn't do that. Is that true? So he has no idea what I would or wouldn't do because we haven't spoken in probably about two years now. Hmm. So I would encourage him to first speak with the candidates, with the person he's talking about. I am going to propose a series of measures that's going to boost our economy. Whether or not that includes raising taxes, it may include that, absolutely. We have to look at everything. But first, we have to start with that billion dollars of federal funding that needs to be deployed. And the only person who has the experience here of really deploying out in a successful way uh, with the election monies is Nellie Gorbea. What would you do with that $1 billion if you could call the shots right now? Third person. I would use it for very targeted infrastructure investments. Mm. And by that, I don't mean just, you know, the roads and the bridges and the building of the schools. That's all great. But there's ways in which we can improve how government works by investing in our public sector. And so that's what I want to do. I want to transform Rhode Island's government to one that across the board, not just at the Department of State, works for people. Speaking about money... um Folks, I, I, I just, I can't get past the way she speaks. And I want to go back and play this again. But she talks in upspeak. And so, you know, the word so is thrown in, which is, as I've talked about, that's just a pause. But she talks in upspeak. And we're going to, and then she, how about she went third person? Because he hasn't spoken to Nelly Gorbea. Well, wait a minute, you are Nelly Gorbea. She starts off kind of calm. Now, she worked for Matt Brown at Secretary of State. Folks, and I want to be very clear. The only reason she's running for governor is she has the voting list. She has the voting list that no one else has. It is my contention. She's kept like two sets of books like a business. Um, her manner of speaking. And, and this is, they've. I believe they've worked with her on this. Uh, it's not a matter of intelligence because I, I think she actually went to... I think the Princeton or Yale, some Ivy League school, but it's her manner of like speaking and like upspeak. And I, I mean, the third person. So Matt Brown did, you know, tell the Globe. So Kim Clooney right out of the box. And I'm glad that like right out of the box. So she worked for him. They were friendly. 
Matt Brown announces for governor and doesn't even call her. Says, I, I, I would do this. She wouldn't do that. But I just want to hear this again. And it's just, she's just such an odd manner of speaking. Delivering a government that works for them. Works for them? that's what's going to make... Folks, do you hear that? Works for them? You just say it's a manner of government that would work for them. Matter of government that works for them? The winning candidate next... Oh, Friendly with him. Did it sting to see that he's now challenging you? It's a free Look, country. This is a free country. <laughs> Everybody can take a shot at yeah, but it. But you um, worked you know for him. You know, I am someone who all her life has promoted people getting civically engaged. And so I'm very confident that the people of Rhode Island are going to see not just my ideas, but also my track record in delivering a government that works for them. And that's what's going to make me the winning candidate next year. Did Matt Brown call you before he made his announcement? No, he didn't. <laughs> I want to read you something. Why is that funny, though? Globe. He said, quote, this is about you. We just have very different visions for the state. I would raise taxes on the top 1%. She wouldn't do that. Is that true? So he has no idea so... what I wouldn't do because we haven't spoken in probably about two years now. Hmm. So I would encourage him to first speak with the candidates, with the person he's talking about. I am going to propose a series of measures that's going to boost our economy. Whether or not that includes raising taxes, it may include that, absolutely. We have to look at everything, but first we have to start with that billion dollars of federal funding that needs to be deployed, and the only person who has the experience here of really deploying out in a successful way uh, with the election monies is Nelly Gorbea. What would you do with that $1 billion? Third person, folks. I would use it for very targeted infrastructure. Very targeted. By that, I don't mean just, you know, the roads and the bridges and the building and the schools that's all great really targeted ways in which we can improve how government works by investing in our public sector and so that's what i want to do i want to transform rhode island's government uh, to one uh, that across the board not just at the department of state works for imagine her as governor money um your other challengers right now include a general officer with a lot of campaign cash and potentially an incumbent governor dan mckee has not yet declared his candidacy officially what do you do to push past that? What do you do to win? You know, every day... I have the voting list. Rhode Islanders that are excited about my candidacy. They're excited. So I'm going to raise the money that I need to to get there. But as I showed in 2014, the most money doesn't always win. It hasn't been the case in other elections as well. It's how Rhode Islanders see you and what they look at <laughs> in terms of what uh, your track record has been. God. What, you can be, what they believe you can deliver for them. I did a little bit of digging. Oh, um, uh-oh. No Secretary of State in recent memory was able to successfully make the leap from Secretary of State. I have the voting list. So Why do you think you're different? So because I am. Uh, other than the fact that I'm a woman and that I'm a Latina, that I have a track record like no other Secretary of State has, right. uh, including one of my competitors, had before in terms of the leadership of an agency. And the no results. leadership. You know, results. I was at the uh, store the other day. And the cashier Here we go. wearing a mask inside. And she, like, heard me call my daughter. And she said, I know your voice. You're Nellie Gorbea, oh, Secretary of State. This never happened. You're running for governor, right? Never happened. Yes, I hope I have your vote. And she said, you know, yes, uh, you got this. And like me, there's oh, lots of others. And so God. It's regular Rhode Islanders that I need to get you to. You got and this. They're telling me, go for it. Go, girl. Some of your priorities uh, on your website. You the worst. You on if you're elected, including economic development, affordable housing, addressing climate you change. You got this. What's your elevator hey. pitch to people for the viewers at home? You're Nelly Gorbea. You're running for governor. We need to build a yeah. better Rhode Island. The cashier at the market. Together like that happened. Local economy. We need what to make market? sure that we have an educational system bar none, that we're investing in our housing. Yeah, that's so we what they were concerned about through the mass. Hey. Different groups. And we need to address climate change. And in Nelly Gorbea, you're going to oh get somebody God. who actually has proven that Looks when I she love the third to person. do something, she gets it done. Providence Mayor Jorge Alorza was widely expected Jorge to run. He's not going to. Have you talked to him? Will you seek his endorsement? You know, I will seek the endorsement of all Rhode Islanders, including the mayor of Providence. Uh, uh, and I look forward to talking to him uh, in the future. Secretary of State, Nellie Gorbea, thank you so much for just, joining us. I wanna, Thanks, oh, hold on. I want to hear that. So I'm going to raise the money that I need to, Here we to go. get there. Folks, let's hear uh, the fake grocery story. The most oh, money God. doesn't always win. It hasn't been the case in other elections as well. It's how Rhode Islanders see you and what they look yeah. at in terms of what your track Listen to this made-up story. What you can be, what they believe you There's can no do. way this happened. I did a little bit of digging. Oh. Um, 
no Secretary of State. I don't know if you need to do a little bit. Successfully make the leap from Secretary of State directly to Governor. Why do you think you're different? Because I am. Because um, I have the voting that, list. Yeah, that I'm a woman and that I'm a Latina. Latina. And I have a track record like no other Secretary of State has. Track record. Including one of my competitors had before. Let's hear the fake of story. The of an agency and the results. You know. Here we go. Here's the fake grocery store. I was at the uh, store the other day. Yeah. And the cashier, and I'm wearing a mask inside. And she, like, heard me call my daughter. And she said, I know your voice. You're Nellie Nelly Corbea, Corbea, Secretary of State. Hey. You're running for governor, governor, right? And I'm like, yes, I hope I have your vote. And she said, you know, yes, uh, you got this. And like me, there's lots of others. And so it's- <laughs> there's no way that that happened. Completely made these. These are worse than the Ramundo thing. I was in the store. Hey, Gov. Blah blah blah. Chafee used to. I was talking with my barber Ernie, who said we should raise taxes. Ah, uh, folks, another made-up story. Now, um, but this. I'll tell you a story that is serious. Uh, Boston. Actually, I just want to find the um, Matt Brown comments about. There, that they uh, that she just asked about. Let me just find that quickly. And again, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro show. Let me. Um, where is the? For some reason, I didn't see. I know. Obviously, I I saw the story that he the that they announced that he was uh, Matt Brown was running. I just didn't see the part where he. Um, said exactly that that what he would do compared to what she would do. So he um, running for governor, blah blah blah. Enters. Uh, we have a story to tell here. Uh, it goes on. Movement of people. It's always a movement of people. So I'd like to have someone say, you know, I'm running. I really don't have a movement of people. Here it is. McKee emphasized, oh, Ms. Sabina Matos, Brown, uh, Mark, first time. I don't never been in anything like this country. Corrupt. Brown will be getting running against Gorbia, who serves Deputy Secretary of State. We just have very different visions for the state. For example, I'd raise taxes on the top 1%. She wouldn't do that. Okay. All right. So that's that minor thing. But, folks, the, the big, big story, though. They can't be ignored. Now, if you go to the website, Petro.com, I actually went to Rhode Island Hospital last night because, and I give credit to the, the Boston Globe coverage of Rhode Island is fantastic. Part of the emergency department of Rhode Island Hospital was forced to close due to a nursing shortage. The emergency center of Rhode Island Hospital is the only level one trauma center in New England. Uh, the CPOD section is that closed. Fluid, uh, fluid unit, various openings and closing times. So the folks, the, the hours, you do not want to go to the emergency room if it can be avoided. But there's another big story, and that is hospitals in Rhode Island are struggling with burnout. Listen to these numbers. Now, again, Governor McKee went along with, okay, if you don't have the vaccine by October 1st, you're out. So they're saying that, you know, nursing homes are short-staffed. So procedures that would already happen there are just sent to the hospital. You had the first wave where the frontline workers, you know, were working incredible amount of time in, in the spring of 20. Then you had last fall. Then you had again had this past spring. So they're saying, you know, our, our, our nurses are just slammed. So in one instance, a nurse at Hasbro said, listen to this. They having families wait outside in their car because there's not enough space in the waiting room. How do you like to show up there with a, a child who's severely sick? All right, why don't you go wait in your car? You know, this is like you go to... um. Outback Steakhouse or something like that, and they give you the, the, the buzzer when your table's ready. Here's your thing goes off. Holy cow. Listen to this. At Lifespan, there are 1,800 job vacancies. That figure was 1,000 in July. Uh, here's another quote. After being a nurse for 37 years, the short, shortages come in cycles, but we've, we're seeing a 30 to 40% vacancy rate. Linda Blaze, president of the United Nurse and Allied Professionals. I can't ever remember a time coming that close. So, so folks, this, this is, and, and, and I'll say this about Governor McKee. Now, I, I understand that he has to depend on Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott and other people 
Uh, he, he's not expected to know everything. I'm going to be very clear about that. But th- this is game of chicken. One thing I will say, uh, let's see. One thing I'll say, though, is now, first of all, there were 137 patients with COVID on Monday. That number topped 500 in December. So, but medical medic, medical professionals say things are as challenging as they've been in the past year and a half. Um, one thing that I do not understand, and I've been saying this consistently, folks, is uh, as I've covered the protest, many of the frontline workers, I said they, they couldn't get a meeting with the governor and Dr. Scott. And I, I still think, I said at the time, I thought that was a mistake. These are adults. These are professionals. They were looking for some attention. At least hear them out. I'm not saying you have to bend on it, but they they chose not to do that. And I don't know what's going to happen after next week. All right, a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Calvino, call for a free consultation today, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com. Were you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office, 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back. Call Jack. 401-785-9400. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino. 401-785-9400. Or online, fightbackcalljack.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, he worked in the White House. He's an immigration expert. Senior Director Engagement and Right of Immigration. We want to welcome uh, Ken Oliver. Ken, it's John DePietro. Thank you for joining us. Let's start off, Ken, with uh, very anxious to hear your assessment on the disaster that is taking place right now at our border. Well, John, thanks. Uh, you know, Secretary Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, said they're executing their plan. This is a horrible plan. They've had months now executing a plan, which is a disservice to the biggest border state, which is almost two-thirds of our southern border, Texas, but to the entire country because they're dispersing people throughout the entire country because the plan is not to enforce uh, the public health law on unaccompanied minors or pregnant women or family units. They're only focusing on enforcing our laws for only single adults, and that's the extent of it. So that means thousands and thousands of people are getting the message that, yes, the border is open. That's what's happening. Now, what do you make of, uh, obviously, the footage that's caught the most attention, Border Patrol trying to stop these Haitian immigrants, migrants, illegals, whatever term we want to use, but trying to come across the Rio Grande. And uh, listen, there's a river. And so you're not there in a a vehicle. You can't be on foot. So they were doing what they're trained to do, which is ride on horseback. Yeah, they're they're being punished for trying to do their job. They're... There's no uh, no two ways about it. That's their job to, to to try to deal with the situation of people coming across illegally, and uh, the, the it's really crazy because there's no sense why we're punishing our law enforcement for doing their job. And what about um, the fact that now, you know, Maxine Waters, even Kamala Harris, saying uh, they're to be treated with dignity. You know, Ken, this puts the Border Patrol in a very tough situation. They're told, you know, try to keep them in Mexico. Don't let them cross the border, which they're doing illegally come into our country. Uh, it, it seems like a total disconnect of our people on the front lines. Yeah, the morale, as you can imagine, is, is very low. Uh, the former chief of the Border Patrol just did a, a letter to Congress, which is being public, uh, made public. Rodney Scott is saying the morale is terrible, of course. Um, the Texas Department of Public Safety morale is, is up because they are trying to do their job. Uh, and we have the Texas State Troopers, our National Guard, uh, activated up to 2,500 troops are being deputized, John, to actually do what a state can do, which is limited, but it can enforce 
for example, the human smuggling law, which is a federal law, but that provides that state and local law enforcement can enforce that federal anti-human smuggling law. And not just against the smugglers, but this is the key point, that against those who conspire with the smugglers to get in the country illegally. So that's the new front. And of course, Texas and other states that try to prosecute will be challenged by the Biden uh, Justice Department to try to, to try to do what they can and what we can to, to stop the, the, the onslaught, which continues. What can you tell us about, uh, folks, again, we speak with Ken Oliver, who senior director engagement right on immigration. Ken also served in the, the Bush White House. Uh, he is an immigration expert. But what, what can you tell us about this Texas Public Policy Foundation initiative? Sure. Well, Texas, as I mentioned, you know, we have almost two-thirds of the entire southern border. We lived uh, right for hundreds of years with an unsecured border. And many cases before even there was a border patrol, uh, the Texas Rangers had to uh, be involved, obviously, with, with border uh, wars, etc. So Texas has a lot of experience securing the border uh, and has to step up now more than ever in, in view of the federal government's failure, which is historic failure, um, because the fact is most of the wall uh, that was supposed to be built has not been built in Texas, despite the fact that, you know, in 2006, there was a consensus that we needed to, to build barriers and wall in that sector, which is hundreds of miles. So the Texas Public Policy Foundation uh, started right on immigration a couple years ago during the last crisis, which frankly was under the Trump administration. We had that same crisis, but we had an administration two years ago that could deal with it, that could work with Mexico, and they got Mexico to cooperate. And now we have the exact opposite. Ken, you've seen this and uh, studied it, been part of it for a long time. Have you ever seen it as bad as it is right now? And, and why do you think that is? It's never been as bad because we have uh, what the border patrol officers tell us when there's no consequence, when there's no deterrence. Of course, people are going to come in in greater numbers and the word spreads. So the reason simply is, as Mark Morgan, our former Customs and Border Protection uh, chief said, when you stop the Remain in Mexico program, you let the catch and release policy begin again. So catch and release. It's it's a total incentive for people to come in, especially when you have jurisdictions throughout the country offering, and, and the federal government offering people without legal uh, authority to be in the country are getting benefits. Not only education, health care, but even monetary benefits from being here. And on top of that, John, in the case of the Haitians, the, this administration just approved temporary protected status beginning for every Haitian who's in the U.S. as of July this year. Well, it's very easy to say you've been in, you know, you can, there's fraud committed by Haitians who are saying they've been here, and as long as they get through, they're, they're, they're legal under temporary protected status, and they're thinking that they can get in that way. And the temporary protected status is, is not very temporary for, you know, people here who are decades here under temporary status. Can people can debate back and forth about President Trump and his plans and his policies and his administration. But wouldn't you agree, at the very least, it's fair to say President Trump in office was a deterrent of those that were thinking of coming in because they they were widely it was widely known and, and they correctly assumed that the administration was not going to have an open border. Exactly. The Trump rhetoric worked at first, but it, the Trump rhetoric, uh, when it was not backed up by action, and he had uh, failures in terms of the leadership of Homeland Security not executing and some of uh, poor execution initially and a lack of cooperation. But once, once the administration began to execute and once President Trump threatened tariffs, on Mexico, once he threatened to cut aid to Central America, then you saw the effects of, of reduced uh, uh, border crossings and, and reduction of the asylum system abuse, which is the elephant in the room, which is what the Biden administration is enabling massive abuse of our asylum system by people who are not eligible, who do not have valid cases. They're expanding eligibility and they're letting people in who do not have valid cases. And they're, they're really enabling the human traffickers. And that's, that's, that's the key issue. Uh, the Trump administration did begin to shut down the asylum abuse, which is 
the main driver of the current crisis. And Ken, before we let you go, it also seems a lot of people, and again, folks, speak with Ken Oliver, uh, immigration expert. Ken worked in the White House, senior director, engagement, right on immigration. Ken, it also, I don't think enough attention is drawn that people need to recognize that it is a, a huge, massive, thriving industry of those that, you know, you pay someone a certain amount of money that they will get you across the border. It's, it's, it's a lot of money. It's, it's a dangerous business. But it sounds like right now that, that these, those types of groups in that industry is just thriving. Exactly. The cartels control the border at crossings, and, and there's a tremendous amount of money being made in, in one sector, which is Del Rio, which we've been focusing on for months and which the administration had warning. But, yeah, they're, they're making millions of dollars on the drug smuggling and the human smuggling, and the, the Border Patrol if the Border Patrol is being uh, dispersed to areas where they're leaving wide-open gaps. And, and the, the current administration is not even following through on their commitment to, to, to uh, begin to use the technology as well to stop that. And we're having uncontrolled you know, checkpoints being abandoned that used to be manned. So it is an unmitigated, spectacular failure by this plan that the Biden administration is supposedly executing for border security. Ken, one final question before I let you go. If it's bad... President Biden and Harris, they just got an office in January. If it's bad now, what's going to happen next year, the year after the the year after that? I mean, what's going to happen over the next several years? Well, there are border Democrats uh, in Texas who are trying to get the attention of their fellow Democrats in Washington. Uh, Let's see if they're. They have more influence than the progressives who actually are on the opposite side saying, no, everyone has to be let in. That's what actually is being said by Schumer and others, uh, that we have to let all the Haitians in. Um, so that's a, there's an internal battle among the Democrats, but obviously we have elections next year and people see the poll numbers of the president on immigration by both Democrats and Republicans. He has a very, obviously, declining numbers in the 30 percent on his handling of integration and it's only getting worse so that has political uh consequences as well next year and and the congress can begin to exercise its authority over the purse strings he is ken olive gay perry paving always provides high quality fair pricing exceptional service residential commercial seal coating patios Get your driveway paved. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and general masonry projects. J. Perry Paving. They offer free estimates. Call them today at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. It's J. Perry Paving. Get your driveway paved. And if you're a veteran... No one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, licensed insured contracting company. They will meet your needs no matter how big or how small. And no one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top it says radio show. Click onto that 
It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at depetro.com. You're listening to the John DePetro Show. September is Suicide Awareness Month. Joining us right now is Dr. Rob Harrison. And doctor, it is uh, so important to draw attention to September being uh, Suicide Awareness Month, Prevention Month, but especially so many people are intrigued by man therapy. Welcome to the program, Dr. Rob. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you, John. Dr. Rob, uh, touch on a little bit of what the month of September, uh, the, the main point. It's one of those topics It's maybe uncomfortable for people to talk about, but the awareness of talking about it, looking for signs, uh, intervening people looking for help. There's certain ways they can just go online. It's um, it's come a long way. Yeah, it has, um, <clears throat> and there's really it has to be kind of multi-pronged. Um, I, I kind of like to think of uh, suicide prevention as like a river, and when you're at the, at the thinking about killing yourself, that's what we call the waterfall. And so we have training to try to train people how to recognize people who may be at the waterfall who may be thinking about suicide and give him some tools about how to ask the question and how to help him persuade someone to let him get help. That training is called QPR. Um, all of our training is really a part of um, um, Healthy Bodies, Healthy Minds initiatives over the last, um, oh gosh, five to 10 years of uh, trying to improve the mental health of our uh, Washington County. Um, another big part of that training is what we call upstream, which is a mental health first aid training. Um, and also, uh, we have a federal grant called Zero Suicide, which uh, one of the main parts of that is uh, initiating screening in all of our medical facilities in the county, screening for depression, and then those who screen positive, trying to get them help. Again, that's part of the upstream effort, although sometimes it, it's at a crisis point also, as you can imagine. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it all has to work together, and uh, the more we can do upstream, the better off we are. But sometimes, obviously, there are people who just show up at the waterfall, and we have to be able to try to help them also. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dr. Rob Harrison. And Rob, I think people, here's the thing. People, it's as simple as going online. Whether people like it or not, there are many men, middle-aged men, that are finding a crisis in the life for different reasons. But they can go online now. And Dr. Rob, it's mantherapy.org. And I love the fact that it's, it's, it's a 20-point head inspection. If you could talk a little bit about just anyone that's listening right now, whether you have, it's your father or your husband or yourself or your grandfather, brother, a brother-in-law, anyone, mantherapy.org. Yeah. Yeah. Man therapy is a very important tool in our tool belt because the largest numbers of suicide nationally and also in Oakley and Rhode Island and in our county are middle-aged men, uh, 44 to 65 or so. Um, and that's also the group that's the most resistant to seeking help on their own. So uh, one of the things that Man Therapy does is this website reduces the stigma. You don't have to go to a physician's office or a psychiatrist's office or anything like that. You just go on the website, and it, it, it's a very, very humorous approach to try to engage men uh, of this age. Uh, it's kind of the manly way a man would get therapy. Um, so they have very humorous uh, posters and, and slogans, and um, but also a number of uh, very helpful um, personal testimonials on video that you can watch, But it's, and as well as local resources and national resources for men. But it's just a, a really great way to engage men. And we gave out some prescription pads to most of the doctors in Washington County. And the prescription pad says, uh, science tells us you can't, uh, fix your mental health by rubbing dirt on it. So I want you to go to this website and take the 20-point head inspection. And when they do that, what it does is it helps them to figure out, am I just stressed a little or am I really uh, seriously depressed or, or anxious that, and I need to get uh, get some help? Um, so it's a, it's a great tool, and uh, we're really excited to be doing it. We uh, target different areas, different occupational uh, groups that tend to have higher suicide rates, uh, as well as veterans, of course. Um, so we're kind of early in the stages, but we're excited about it. There are a lot of billboards around the county 
uh, that are, very, again, very humorous. Like one says, you can't fix mental health with duct tape. Uh, so um, things that men would connect with, you know. Folks, again, I was speaking with Dr. Rob. And Dr. Rob, especially nowadays with everything that's going on, it's a difficult, challenging time for everyone with COVID, with uncertainty, uh, you know, people uh, out of their normal habits that they're seemingly, I think one of the reasons maybe there's an epidemic is many times, you know, the men are supposed to be the strong, silent type. You know, the cowboy, the Marlboro man, the going way back, the Gary Cooper. But they, they... they, they, it, it's an, an element of people feeling that there's no solution, but there's there's far better solutions and ways to reach out. And I think mantherapy.org is a, is a way to do it. Absolutely. And, and we know that in our county and in our state, there's a, a definite shortage of mental health providers. Uh, for example, the average person who gets seen in an emergency room right now and gets referred to a, a clinician uh, for mental health therapy uh, has to wait anywhere from three to five weeks to get seen. And so Man Therapy gives them a great alternative to go to the website right away and, and really check out what's going on with their with their mental health and also get some good help from it. So. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle, it's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle, whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle? West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident... First thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. WNRI Winsocket. W-N-R-I. 